Welcome to the state of our workforce. Where are we now? Each month we take um, a deeper dive into innovative and effective workforce solutions um, the that the National Fund Network is adopting to address local challenges across our country. My name is Michelle Wilson. I am the Director of Evaluation Learning at the National Fund. Uh, and I am super excited to have who I believe is like a rock star in the workforce world, <laughs> Linda Dork, Director of the Baltimore, um, Baltimore Workforce Funders Collaborative, joining us today. That was a mouthful. Good morning, Linda. How are you? Good morning, Michelle. I am well. How are you on this beautiful day? I know. Happy spring. Um, so this is good. I was really excited that you um, were our guests for today conversation. Uh, you guys have been working on some stuff. You've been in the trenches doing some work on your strategic framework, and I am really excited to, to talk to you about that today. Are you ready to get started? I'm ready. ready to share what we're working on. <laughs> so you guys, back in 2021, like just like mid, started digging into um, your new strategic, uh, building out a new strategic framework. So I'm curious, um, Given the time point when you started this, what felt urgent about what you guys were about to take on? And what, if anything, did you want to change about the strategic framework um, compared to maybe previous times that you've done this? Yeah, well, um, so our, our Workforce Funders Collaborative has been around for a long time. We kind of got started kind of informally around 2006 so it's been a long time um but by the time we were in the midst of the uh, of the of the pandemic we had had um a larger table of funders um we are a funders collaborative so most of our members are our, our members are funders of workforce development both pu public and private in baltimore and um we were really starting to think about the impact of our work and coming to an understanding that traditional workforce development, although very important, um, you know, activities like job placement, job training and placement, very important, but it alone can't have significant impact underlying causes of racial inequities in our community, the underlying um, kind of factors that keep our labor market such that people, um, who are um, entry-level workers and people of color have been kind of routinely undervalued, um, segregated into lower wage, low opportunity jobs. Um, and so we wanted to kind of look more deeply both at what we were doing to address those problems, but also how we were doing them as a group of funders. So, I mean, that, I mean, so that's, you know, the systems change just like, it's just like bubbles to the top when I hear what you're talking about as well, too. And so I, I, I um, incorporating that into a strategic framework, I imagine requires lots of deep thinking and, and in terms of how you go about doing these kinds of work. So tell, I'm curious about um, your approach to that and then just what, what, what bubbled up from that? Like, where did you land? <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, we started really looking for a facilitator that was coming to us with a deep racial equity um, framework, understanding and way of operating. And we had a lot of really hard conversations at our table. Um, as I as I mentioned, we weren't just 
talking about what we would do, what our strategies would be, but how we as a group of public and private funders around the table, how we operate with regard to how funding decisions are made, how the group operated within its own dynamics um, of the people at the table who all had sort of diverse backgrounds and levels of um, power. Um, what we ended up with, I mean, part of what we did actually was we looked at um, the national funds framework, which was extremely helpful to us. And eventually through a series of sometimes really uncomfortable, difficult conversations, um, we, uh, you know, about who we are, what we want to do together, um, we came up with three primary buckets of work. Um, one of them is creating more equitable access to good jobs. And uh, the second is increasing the number of good jobs. And the third is supporting equitable and impactful workforce funder practice. So um, would it be good if I told you a little bit about this? this yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, think we're, I think we're going in the same direction because I want to give you space to really talk about um, your, your, your strategic operating principles, which I think are really critical. So I want to create enough space for you to talk about that with, with just enough meat to like whet people's appetite about what you guys are doing. So yes, you go. Yeah. Okay. So just in terms of those three buckets, just to clarify, like the first one is um, creating access to good jobs, equitable access to good jobs. And like in that bucket, we're putting things like, you know, job training and supportive services and policies that, you know, policy and framework around what are the barriers to helping individuals or individuals to achieving um, in the workforce space. And then the second one was about creating more good jobs. So that's where we're really framing um, that just um, helping or, you know, uh, pr providing people the support to, to get training or upgrade skills isn't enough if there aren't good jobs in your community. And so we have to work in that space also to, um, to help make more jobs available that are good. And that might be about changing the practices of existing employers or trying to work with our workforce, uh, our, our economic development folks to think more broadly about how they make good businesses. And the third was about our own funder practices. So in funding mm. the funding landscape, there's a whole body of work around trust-based philanthropy. So looking at new ways of trusting our community. So in terms of our strategic, what I'm really proud about is we have a set of strategic operating principles that our group uh, agreed on, and um, they're they're available on our website. Um, but I'll just briefly share kind of the what they are about. So there are uh, six of them. The first is really around racial equity, um, and recognizing that our work has to be about dismantling racism, bias, and anti-blackness specifically. Mm -hmm. um, the second is around using an asset framework for how we talk about, and I, you see me maybe stumbling sometimes in my language because it's like something we have to retrain mm -hmm. our brains to do is yeah. to talk about um, the, the, the people in our community from a framework of their assets, their strengths, their aspirations, and not from a person, not from language of deficit. Um, and so this is like a retraining our own brains to do this. Um, the third is about employers being an essential partner in our work. However, employers also, they could be, are there our partner, but also they've got to change practices right. too, if we're going to make this work work. And then the next one is using a systems approach. So thinking globally about our system, um, our ecosystem, um, and then, and, and, and developing, um, strategies that look at the whole system. Um, 
Two more. One is that we have partners in our community who are the nonprofits who do a lot of the work. And sometimes funders have to be reminded that these are our partners and we love and respect them and we want to listen to them and really, you know, challenge our power dynamics in a way that elevates their voice. And last but not least is um, a principle that all of this work can't be done without the voice and perspectives of adults and youth in our community who are the job seekers or, or the, the workers in the entry-level jobs. So what I love about all of this, um, and it feels really good, I get chills when I hear what you're talking about. So if I'm recapping, you're talking about hard conversations, equity, um, trust, trust, trust relationships and funding practices, employer change, um, systems approach, partnering worker voice power dynamics all the things that we like that we talk about so much and why it's so important to our work uh and um it's also hearing you talk about this is nice because it's the it um i feel we do at the national fund and what you're doing um at the funder collaborative on the ground we're mirrors of one another right so this is important to our work and it's um, you, it's important you guys and that 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 really does speak to the power of our network. So I have deep appreciation for the work that you're doing in the field on that. So um, where you I mean, it's that using some of the tools, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, we have deep appreciation for the we love each other. <laughs> I mean, I really think that it was it's it was helpful to us to be able to pull from the work that the National Fund did you know two of those three buckets that i said really are very like right out straight out of national funds equity framework um and um around making good job you know access to good jobs and then more good jobs um so uh yeah i mean we learn from each other and that's really what's you know the strength of this network i'm always learning from our other colleagues and 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 other collaboratives in the, around the country about yeah. what they're doing and drawing great ideas yeah. from them. Um, so, and for those of you who don't know about um, Baltimore's role in the National Fund, like I, I've always called you one of the OGs, like because you you guys are <laughs> an old, old old girl. <laughs> We're both bad, but that's not that. But like. <laughs> <laughs> but OGs, in terms of um, how long you've been in the how long you've been in the the network, and so um, seeing the work you guys do is um, really really important. So as we um, move forward here, I'm not exactly I'm looking at the time here, but one of the things that I want to just leave on to think about is just like now that you've done all this really 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 important work, the next part of it, the next hard part is the implementation piece, right? And so we talked about that briefly about like oh, so now we've got to go out and really make all of this happen. And so um, what makes you most excited about that? And um, what makes you most ner nervous? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it because I actually really love the framework we put together. Um, I'm nervous about it because as, so I, I, in my role as a facilitator or director of a funder collaborative, I have a bunch of funders around the table and, and they each have their own structures, strategies, um, decision-making processes, and it's not something I directly have control over, right? So so the best I can kind of do as a, as a funder collaborative lead is to try to bring people together around this narrative, around this framework, and, um, and hopefully by being out there and messaging around the framework, we can start to really help facilitate the 
our group of, of funders and our community kind of swimming together in the right direction. I'm really excited about um, a new initiative we ha have called Community Conversations, yes, where we're, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we decided, one thing we decided was we weren't having enough um, direct and honest communication with the providers of workforce development, like nonprofit leaders or nonprofit, not just the leaders, but the staff and, you know, of, of nonprofits across our community. So we've created this group that's, that's being led by partners um, in the community who are helping us to design what it means to have a community conversation. And so we've had a couple of really, really nice planning meetings where there's just been a lot of honest sharing and conversation between funders and practitioners. And so we're moving that forward. Um, I'm really excited about our commitment to worker voice, but I'll tell you, Michelle, like, I don't really know how we're going to do it yet. So that's also my concern. Like, is this going to happen? How are we going to do it? And that's like a big space where we still have a lot to learn is how do, how are we as a funder collaborator going to help incorporate worker voice that we do? Well, I have deep faith in you all, mostly because um, of the intentionality that went into the work and I know how important it is to you all. And so I am getting a cue to wrap up here. Um, uh, but I really important, I appreciate your transparency about what's happening and what got you here and where you're going. And um, um, really important for people to hear the realness of the work, right? And and not hide behind any like firewalls of like, it's all great, it's all rosy. No, this is tough work, right? Yeah, so thank you, Linda, for joining yeah, me today. Um, be sure to join us next month um, as we continue to have conversations about the state of our workforce. <laughs> State of Our Workforce, Where Are We Now? is a production of the National Fund for Workforce Solutions. This episode was produced by Josh Enoch. The music in this episode is produced by Alex Productions. You can find past episodes of State of Our Workforce on our website at www.nationalfund.org. State of Our Workforce is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you may listen. State of Our Workforce airs live monthly on LinkedIn. Follow the National Fund for Workforce Solutions on LinkedIn to get updates about the next live recording of State of Our Workforce.